Welcome to book club. So this month we read The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. It was written in 1927. It takes place in Arkham, Massachusetts, and it's told through the perspective of an unnamed surveyor who's come to this town to research the area for possible development. And he interviews a farmer, Ami Pierce, about what had happened to this town 30 years ago and about the Gardner family and how a meteorite had landed in their backyard and how they slowly sort of went mad, disappeared, and the sort of horrifying things that descended upon this town. The film was adapted and directed by Richard Stanley, who is known for Hardwire, Dust Devil, Isle of Dr. Moreau, where he went mad <laughs> from the Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando's probable antics. He's planning on doing a Lovecraft trilogy, and this is his sort of comeback of after not having done a feature film for over 20 years. It's adapted by him and Scarlett Amaris, who worked on Blood Bags and Replace. It stars Nicolas Cage as Nathan Gardner, who in recent years has started doing sort of more alternative indie films, such as Mandy, and then also is known for doing some voice work in Spider-Man recently. Jolie Richardson, who plays his wife, Teresa, who I know from Nip Tuck. Uh, Madeline Arthur, who plays Lavinia, the daughter that was in our recent covering of To All the Boys I Loved Before. She did a great job. Brendan Mayer, who plays Benny, the other brother, and Julian Hillard Jack, the youngest brother, who was in Haunting Hill House. Then we have Tommy Chong playing Ezra, who's sort of this stoner that lives in their backyard, and Elliot Knight, who is Ward, and he plays the narrator of the story, and he's a surveyor come to this town. It was actually scripted in the mid-2000s and produced by Spectrovision, which is Elijah Wood's production company, and they produced Mandy as well with Nicolas Cage and Daniel Isn't Real, which is also out this month. Then also Ace Pictures, Bro Cinema, and XYZ Films. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, the first 20 minutes of our recording got corrupted and you're going to have to end up jumping into the conversation, but there's still a very good hour of our discussion about the color out of space and most of the beginning was the us just kind of summarizing it anyway so i hope you enjoy i think what you're describing is literally what is happening it's just not for me handled in a what good interesting professional <laughs> subtle sophisticated way I mean, but it doesn't need to be so like that, that's not what that's not what Stanley's trying to do no no it's not what he does yeah for sure but, but for me as the film goes on it becomes less a, a story rooted in a in a uh, a gothic story it becomes a Looney Tunes cartoon and then I'm not interested anymore it, I'm not I'm not yeah, but it, it just got too. No, but it, it may well be that we start. We're we're quite into it when it's one kind of film, and then very quickly it becomes a different kind of film that we don't want to watch. I really liked up to a point where I disengaged. I'm trying to think where that point was. My point was the dragonfly creature thing that came out of the well. See, when that came up, I was like, I'm done. Great mantis. No, I think it was the vision of the alien planet for me. I was like, okay. I, 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 I
kicked in. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> what I loved about the short story was you saw a real divide between the city and the country. Like, they thought, oh, the people at Arkham are going to laugh at us. We like these yokels and they don't kind of understand. That's what said, like, in the short story. And I kind of felt like they were being kind of cool to see. Like, they like this sort of um, city, like, indifference to, yeah. to it. And, like, those, all those moments kind of, like, as well as, like, the family don't, like, the, the story kept saying, why don't they leave? Yeah. And, like, the friend kept saying, why don't you get out? And the family just not realising how messed up everything is around them. It's too late, because they're already too it's snapped. Like, it's weird, because the book is, I mean, the short stories are a lot broader than the actual movie. The movie, they'll go, okay, we, we can't have it that wide. It's going to focus on the family, and... We're just going to see them deteriorate. Yeah, right, like, right. There's a whole lot more they could have yeah, done. It should have kept very, very close to the family and become much more detailed in how it showed their decline. But I'm, I'm entirely, I can understand intellectually why they remained there and didn't leave because by then it was suggested the creature had, had, had so embodied them that they were incapable of doing it. It was manipulating time, it was manipulating their, their mentalities. So that all was very perfectly understandable why why they weren't just getting in the car. And then, of course, they couldn't leave because the car didn't work anymore. However, but then that's what really irritates me about some of these films is so their car wasn't working, but the sheriff's car was working to get to the house oh, no, at the end. Apparently the monster drained the battery. Someone said something about draining the battery or something. So but, but would it, would it be... But you can't charge would it be exclusive? Or, uh, the surveyor had a jeep. Yeah. yeah. No one near the house. Yeah. No one has bicycles, something. Or just walk. Yeah. I mean, I know the hospital's an hour's drive away, but you just walk to the main road. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be better if they didn't want to leave. Just, but didn't, they didn't attempt to leave. They, I mean, I think they covered all of this. They covered all of this. <laughs> Benny the son literally has a conversation with uh, the daughter about how he got lost in the woods despite knowing where he was going. Yeah. We don't see lost, that at all. Lost, Skip that. He's he lost time. In, uh, no, but like, that's explained. You don't need like I don't need ten minutes of explaining it. But that's enough for me. Like, well, for the family. But what about yeah. for the people outside the family who are still able to access? Because like it's like a centralised thing. In it's them. only at the end that like evaporates and spreads. Out, but it's affecting of, further afield. I kind of felt like I wish we saw that rather than it be a line of dialogue. It was like this weird thing where you can see like them attempting to leave and it's like, like, like a prisoner and they can't escape. That would have been... You could have had a moment where, where somebody went, wait, I've tried to do this before and use some visual signalling to demonstrate. They've done it ten times. And they've just, and they've just kept going around. Did anyone see last week's Doctor Who? No. I know, I know, I know. But there they're in a house, they can't get out, they try and get out. Every time they walk through the door, they come in from the other door. Yeah, they, they could have done that. Leave the house. Yeah. They could have done something cute like that, and that really would have like, like, you walk into the forest, but, but, and then, then you walk back into the house. But again, it kind of feels like a lot of the stuff that we're describing is just a very different film from what Richard's standing Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're just very full-on hardware, Tetsuo, body horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that's just different. I, yeah, I, I think, think I think we just missed what it could have been because that fits with our sensibilities. It's just a, a more lo-fi approach. More psychological yeah. horror. Psychological, because I, I think he had assembled some good performers who would have been able to give me all of that without having to see these explicit films. Like the lighthouse. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling. I felt like it was very much a version of Annihilation, Alex Garland. Yeah. Has anyone else seen that? Oh yeah, Annihilation. I mean, and Annihilation is based off of this work as well, the actual original book from Jeff Vandermeer, and it's very much the feeling and the psychological aspect, and not showing. Yeah, but the, the Annihilation does a small straight adaptation of Jeff Vandermeer's book and is worse because of it. I think the Jeff Vandermeer's book is incredible. Do you think the Annihilation is worse than this film? No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is like... As an adaptation. Yeah, they did a straight adaptation and the adaptation was weaker because of that. I like the fact that Rich Stanley took a thing about an indescribable horror and decided that because he was doing a visual medium, he's just going to turn that up and he's just going to give you it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think for me there's a film in my mind which is not this film which would have been you know something I could really sink yeah. into but sadly I, nobody wants to make that finance it only Richard Sally does so this sure, is what you get for sure yeah. although, although I would is love to see a Nicolas Cage movie where the progression uh, no. is really slow I mean, until, it, until it goes crazy Mandy really sort of does that a little more yeah. yeah. oh okay. okay yeah yeah like Mandy Mandy is kind of what you want I think yeah. well, knowing, well knowing that he can play straight it's, it's a little bit like you know scene one he's it's a bit actually you know the shining comparison is kind of apt because totally a lot of people discuss that early scene in the overlook hotel there's something really wrong with um, um jack nicholson like he's acting odd already and then it's almost like he pulls it back to normal and then goes on from there as nicholas cage immediately in this movie is like oh he's he's almost half he's almost dialed up nicholas cage to half yeah yeah we don't really get this right. yeah don't really get that the defrosting. Yeah. Yeah. You really do get the Nicholas Cage dial kind of slowly. Oh, sure. And he, get, he gets up to 11 right near the end. Full cage by the end. Full cage. But again, I think that's the character almost. Because again, it's meant to be this guy who's come back to his family and he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to be this farmer. You can tell he's resentful to his wife that she's bringing the money. I didn't see that at all. He loved his wife. I'm not usually someone who wants a lot of exposition, but I didn't quite get enough of their situation like there was there were a couple of very quick notes about his drinking and her cancer and stockbroking what's made them move back into this whole family house yeah I, I sort of I, I just, maybe like a minute or two more I feel feel like and I almost dread saying this focus bear with me attention Night Shyamalan at his peak. Like, 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 like Sixth Sense and Night Shyamalan could have done a really good job with this. The kid was exactly like that when he was teaching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, 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 good, good Shyamalan. 
Science Shyamalan. Could have done a really good job. Just on the well. Why was it suddenly essential he got in the well? Well, because the character is in the book as well. He's in the well. Oh, no, but all of a sudden they're on the way out, they're terrified, they can't. Oh, yeah, he hears the barking of the dog. And he's like, I've got to go in the well. Do not go in the well. You've been in the bar. What are you thinking is going to be in the well? The aliens compelling him. Yeah, that's exactly That was exactly what I was explaining to myself. But do we actually find out what happened to the dog? Because I really like the dog. The dog was a great actor. In the dog, you never get to invest in the dog. The dog always The dog was such a good actor. It's a tool. It's just like a tool. The way the dog was looking and making little Oh, and then when he kissed the little boy and then he runs off. I thought it was the same. I've no idea why we're explaining it. I thought when Cage went in to take out the the alpacas, but the dog was going to be part of it. Yeah. Like the dog, the horse, the alpacas, the whole thing was going to be this amalgamation of flesh. Can I also reference? That's the thing why it didn't hit me, because when I saw that stuff, I was like, this is the thing. Yeah, can I also reference Doug? Yeah, yeah, But then you think, after you see that, you're like, I'm not scared because I've seen this. You know, at least if it was a bit atmospheric, you think. Wait, who's the director of the yeah. thing again? Yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter this, this is very like Richard Stanley and John Carpenter. They're in the same like family. Oh. No? Oh. <laughs> it, did you just use John Carpenter and Richard Stanley in the oh. same can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I throw another John Carpenter reference? It's okay. Because I thought uh, a John Carpenter movie that was pretty similar to the actual short story was The Fog. Because you, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fog. Like the fog. You only I see really the fog. Like you don't the fog. See, well, you see the, sh- the silhouettes of the people, but hardly not. Yeah, like, there it's more of the, it's more of the fog, and I thought that he should have leaned to the fog rather than the thing. Because you see when they're driving the fog and when they're trying to enter into the farm, you just see this purple haze. Because in the fog, you never actually see what's scary about it. Yeah. No, but I, th- I think this is the sort of difference of opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff that works for me personally is where the monster is always around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the, f- the imagination and the fear and tension. That's what I enjoy. Once I've seen the monster, I'm like, yeah. 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 I mean, whereas, whereas you obviously are enjoying the experience of yeah, having yeah, yeah. the thing and, and you know. But for me, the, the, the body horror aspects in the thing still to this day are oh, absolutely yeah. thrilling. Yeah. And I, you, this was the days before CGI, so they were all pretty much in camera. Did you, did the scene, the scene when the mum uh, and the son are on the sofa and the son's face is pressed up against the sofa and he can't really breathe, like that scene really worked for me. Like, that do nothing for you. you know, that's not effects. That's real, apparently. Like, the, like, like practical effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking of at that point? Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Because what's what happens when you get that kind of body horror? Dead by dawn. I think that that scene would have been more powerful for me if there had been more build up to it, and the and 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 more build up with her and her her own body deteriorating, and more than just the mention at the start of the daughter. I did think it was much. That was effective in a way that then the monster in the attic and that the barn for me wasn't. Well, for me, I have to say, for me, the most effective thing in it was when she. Oh yeah, to me, a very visceral. Yeah. Having, the, having the young boy walking in there as well. That, that, that really and the fact that she's not even really that aware of that she's cut she, off. Dinner's ready and like they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I think the noise-based element as well sort of got lost quite early. Well, 
early on, didn't they spend quite a lot of time hearing noise? Yeah. yeah. In a kind of spooky way, and it just sort of stopped. Well, the, the, the daughter continues that. She's always got like headphones in. She's trying to like block something out constantly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they kind of like kneel over in pain because they're hearing something. That's and it's meant for her sick, or is that her bulimia? The, the sound mix <laughs> is oh, sure. quite powerful. I thought it was a good film. I think it's just mm. interesting to talk about the choices that they're like. You've got that. You've got the thirty-page story and the choices you make. It's an odd. It's an odd way to go. Yeah. yeah. For me personally, but you've got you've got your source material is very clearly working off the holes, the stuff that it's not saying. There's a it's an interesting choice to film. A 2010 more. German film based on it that's in black and white. Oh, this is like the seventh adaptation of it. Yeah. Which is really yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's an interesting way of doing it because then you're not putting the color in at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to find it another is, way. It's all about yeah. what the color is. Yeah. It is yeah. But it's indescribable, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the one strength it has for the book is that the book tells you what's happening with her. It tells you in past tense what happened to her through a third person, giving a recount to the, the storyteller, whereas this, you actually see what's happening with her, which I think is one strength it has. And they're not the central characters but it's based on something that they, they might it's like they're like oh this is a side of what happened to them right. no, we're, we're yeah. busy in a lab with our beakers yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much more but it's, it's all about the beakers yeah that's what I thought yeah. go, like, there's a lot of like experiments <laughs> in this but I think you're back in the days when it's like science yes. yeah. science has no answer for their beakers but it's with like I've read, like, it's it's like I rarely read short stories that are this old and I kind of dug the language in how like it's written before TV yeah, and before like movies were that mega yeah. mega and like how descriptive it is and how like I just thought it's, it's really very it's very creepy it's yeah, a little sensor yeah, yeah. it's impressive it doesn't feel like it's a hundred years no. old really, it felt you know very what I mean? modern like, the story yeah yeah the only yeah. thing was like the horse carts they talk about well, I mean there's some references but, yeah. Yeah, but it's in, it's in, it's in, like the Amish community but another recent film that I think does a really good job of suggestion going back to M. Night Shyamalan, is <laughs> The Visit. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he creates this incredible world with these kids who are incomprehensible looking at old people, and old people sort of become monsters to them because yeah. of what's happening with their bodies and how they act and their habits. And, and there's things that were irritating in the film, yeah, yeah. but... That, that basic thing about looking at something incomprehensible due, due to their age and looking at something monstrously. And I kept, that's what I was missing in this entire run of this film, is I did not get the sense. It came very close. What, what was happening and, and feeling it immediately. I just, it became for me an effects film rather than a psychological film. And I do think The Lighthouse gave me a lot of that atmosphere, too, of things that are just outside of your comprehension. Uh, I kind of think, like, it's not a bad film for the choices it makes. I kind of think it's more commercial in that sense. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. I agree. As, like, resident mass market viewer, I would say, 
this is the sort of horror film that I fucking love. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, it's got all the visual shock factor. I know that it's not particularly clever. I know that it's not a true adaptation, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the ride. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was clever. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can okay, watch all those I mean, Blumhouse movies where everything's signposted. I thought there's not that much signposting. But like, I just it doesn't let you intuit yeah. stuff more. Yeah. There's, there's lots of moments I didn't see coming. There was like m more than five or six moments that were like shocking or like I think compelling in like horrific ways. So much way. more invested as well. Yeah. One of the main things for me in the book was I really struggle when something doesn't have any dialogue because I like yeah. characters to relate to, and I found it really dry because there wasn't much interaction between people. It was a lot of science and and then the interaction between people was someone describing that interaction yeah, it was between a, the person. But I feel from the first, the, from the opening passages of the short story, yeah. I knew that land. I had this idea of what it looked like. He has incredible description of it. And unfortunately, the few establishing shots in the film didn't give me that same sense. I really, really wanted to see that that great scene of the trees moving without there being any wind. I thought the house had like a real presence yeah. in the movie like it had this weird almost like it's close encounters vibe it looked like a spacecraft when the lights were on on the outside of the that kind of wide shot of the house was like a really impactful I image I do love me. the opening shot and the last shot I think were beautifully done of when you're yes. walking through the trees as, yeah. as the entrance and then you get to see her doing her wicked yeah, the, sort of the thing the yeah, yeah. reminded me of the beginning of Labyrinth okay. she's like doing <laughs> thing like doing yeah. a magical yeah. thing and then she goes home and it's yeah. all the same thing like she's doing this weird with a labyrinth yeah, she's in her costume and she's play acting this thing and then she yeah. runs home and it's like that I thought it was a similar thing like I want to know about the town I don't want to know about this you know this sort of weird girl growing up in a rural you know country community would have been but there's like, I'm Wicca, not yeah. this other that, thing. Yeah. But, but there were a lot of things that were, yeah, what's that? That were <laughs> continually then taking, taking you out of it. I wish that... I, I, wish, which one. <laughs> I wish the film had just stayed with them and not introduced subplots about a uh, mayor with development plans yeah. and being underhanded Which was never really developed. And then it never went anywhere. I don't, and I don't, don't know what the purpose of the Chong... Which one? Tommy Tong. Nice touch about the witch. Just that I just love Barbara Nerd. The book that she gets the spells from is the Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that in her bag. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, no. Which I have read, and which people shouldn't die. Because bad things. Really should not adapt that one. The weird thing about the Cheech and Chong guy, he was like dressed like he was a Hindu guru. I thought he was the Native American. The makeup, like the thing in the bed is so true. But you know, like foreigners, weird religions, drug users. I really liked the last scene with him with the, where it's just his voice that, that, recording that and it's really just well. his corpse and it's the echo of his life recording about the yeah. idiot and walked the sound. Yeah. No, that, that, worked, that worked really well. That, that really and then they ruined it by really. having the tree grab the sheriff. I didn't like yeah. <laughs> really took me right yeah. out of it. It was yeah. like the film brought me in and then... <laughs> yeah. well, again, structurally, I want to know about the sheriff. 
sheriff. I want to know, know a bit more about the sheriff. The sheriff has kids. I've seen him unveiling, unveiling a monster and then going and getting it eaten. But I don't think when he gets the shotgun down, you see. I'm just wondering if they concentrated solely on the family, they would have had time to develop some things better that so that the payoff could have been. If you saw the whole thing through the eyes of the daughter, if you followed the daughter and you're just picking up these moments of all the other characters doing what they're doing in the background and you're starting to build it for yourself in the same way that she would be, maybe then it would be a lot more visceral because you've been seriously concerned people aren't noticing. This character's noticing, I'm noticing as an audience member. Why are they just going about their daily lives as though nothing's going Otherwise, I felt like the characters weren't developed at all. They were very one dimensional. You have the son who's like a gamer stoner, the do- daughter who's some like Avril Lavigne wicked character, the like sensitive son. There's the dog. The dog. Yeah. The sort of like drunken, dissatisfied father, and then like, you know, the sort of. But that is the model of the body horror. You know, kind of horror movie where you're not gonna get into the texture of those characters. You are just gonna. Like, yeah. but the book's got no texture either. The characters. Yeah, these these characters. Like, the book, but you don't think, actually aren't actually ever with those characters. It's all like third-hand story. Yeah, that's interesting because like the story being of its time, so many stories of the time are like someone recounting something yeah. to somebody else. It's all happening. They're not in the actively past. in the story. But this is this is contemporary to us, so it all has to be happening right now. As interesting choice. I have. I have one question. Why why change the setting to a modern setting? I mean, why why not keep it in nineteen twenties? It would have been really interesting seeing nineteen twenties kind of mentality trying to rack their brains around a meteorite and everything that's happened to them. But then again, like Ellie said, I think that it, it wouldn't have been a commercial. Who, yeah, who's the audience? Yeah. But other than everyone here, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who was the, like who's filling a cinema for that film? Yeah. Yeah. Me. Filling the cinema. Who's filling the cinema for Lighthouse? Yeah. But it works. I didn't well, see that. Nicholas Cage is the witch. Yeah. I want to see. What was interesting about the lighthouse is that that could have been contemporary or it could have been period. I don't know what it was. These people were so remote and living such remote lives that it could have belonged to another age or it could just be someone. Lynn Defoe's face is amazing in that movie. It's like a visual effect in itself. I think it lends itself to the question you were asking why do they have the whole storyline about the freshwater pond that they want to developed, which is in the book as well. There's a surveyor that wants to build this sort of waterway. And it, I think it's the question of is creation just worth the destruction of something? And the good that comes out of destroying one thing to make something better for this community. And, it, and it's like the thing of the it's same thing in Annihilation. You know, this alien thing coming in that's sort of destroying but creating something new at the same time. It might not be good in the sense for those people, but is it actually a bad thing? But they loved it. They were like, good, that's very... It's it's an interesting trope. I was thinking about this on the way over. Because there is in horror and fantasy this, this... idea of cities or towns yeah. under lakes that have been created yeah, yeah, yeah. by people, <laughs> whether it's, you know, like witch villages that have been buried in England, or I can't think of anything massive at the top of my head, but it's a recurring theme. 
and it almost feels like it missed the film missed a beat in terms of not quite you had that bit at the end that was very nice but the idea of like there's evil somewhere under the water and it's under Trafalgar Square is a plague pit. Yes, it is. I mean, there's the yeah. evil lurking under, like, yes, you're so bad. But it's like the evil lurking It's literally like just bodies underneath it. And you do get that sense at the end of the story that that evil still exists down there. Because it may very easily rise again. Because the end of the book kind of, as I read it, implies that the neighbor friend has been possessed. And that's why he's still there after 50 years, because the alien is still there. Well, it also has that note about the one bit falling back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in the well. It's definitely still there. Don't go. Civilization's just a plaster. (laughs) Just a plaster. As Paro said, the evil is there. Lurking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. waiting for you to, to return. It would have been nice while he was looking at the new reservoir just to have it hit. I thought there was. Was there? I thought there was. But I thought that was the one bit where it actually went subtle with it. <laughs> 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 him. As opposed to the earlier shots where like all of the grass seems to have become purple. Subtle. Yeah. I think he's good though. Should we talk about the cast and their? We you know go over their acting. So we can start with Nicholas Cage as Nathan. I mean, I guess, you know, changing from the name Nahum, which, I don't know the origins of that, but, yeah. How do we feel overall of his weird? Well, I'm not sure what his accent was supposed to be. Trump impersonation. Yeah, I said that. He was very Trumpy. <laughs> you didn't get that? No. Like when he was going like. I just thought he was Nicholas Cage doing Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. He was impersonating his dad. Yeah. Very Trumpy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so maybe that's what saying. My dad is a right wing. Yeah. He sounded very. I thought he was obviously over the top, but I thought he was like compelling to watch. I don't think he like. He didn't take me out of it at any point. Well, I don't know. I laughed at certain points. I was like, oh, it was a little... It, there wasn't any subtlety whatsoever to his character. No, but like jo- Jolie Richardson is a much more subtle act performer than he is. So the pairing of them was occasionally a little jarring because they're operating on slightly different... Bandits. I really liked her. No, I, I like her. I like her. I like him. I just wasn't quite sure as a pairing. I, I understood. I they didn't feel like they belonged in the same world. Mm. Oh, no, I liked it because I really believed them in their like more tender moments together. Um, my golden. What do you call her? My golden lady. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Was, that was quite that sweet. He, like he loves her even when she's like merged into this monster. Oh yeah, when he's kissing her. <laughs> um, so he loved doing those moments. So when you've got these friction moments, I think that played well together. Like she's this more straight lace, and he's this kind of over dramatic kind of guy. That worked because you had these slightly more tender moments with them together. Uh, if it had all been friction between them, that would have been too much because you had these a few moments. Like they've been married a long time. I think you're right about them not being in the same world. Like he's yeah. moved them to this place and he wants this other world, but she's very much stuck in the city. She's like, where's yeah. the Wi-Fi? Like, oh no, I just meant more as performers. Like yeah. there's something about the frequency that they're operating on that just doesn't seem to quite. Mm. But they're both great, and and you know I, I also liked definitely without the moments of seeing them together, intimate and caring, there wouldn't be any impact yeah. with mm. the moments where you know. 
know, they're, they're, they're engaging in domestic friction. Um, I, just, I just have trouble buying them. I like the dynamic because with this short story, there's there's nothing. No, the wife doesn't have a name. What am I going to name? Yes, what am I going to name? I'm going to create a relationship that matches that the theme of the thing. I can't think. No, I bought it. I bought into their relationship. And then the children. I like the daughter. I thought she did a good job. I really liked her a lot. I liked her hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great hair yeah. from, from the get go. I, I didn't want a creepy little kid. The, uh, just the standard. I mean, literally. Like, 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 I was shouting at the TV a million times, like, from the first incident, I'm going back to the sea. Like, yeah. like get why, the kid away from the well. well. Why are you making friends with a weird voice in the well? I'm get to my backpack and going home. Like, I don't I, know if you had to do a lot. <laughs> the, the I have to horror that way. It's a bit like amateur horror that way. I half expected like, him to get out of the You'll float up here too. Red rub, red rub. It was just this It was a bit though, wasn't yeah. it? Like, I'm sort of I think it's very interesting that for a lot of us, the, the only thing that it really provoked is thoughts about other films yeah, where yeah. we <laughs> think things were done better. Yeah. Or more. Which, totally. I uh, as a child, yeah. I said, very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, comparison to Jojo Rabbit, I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do feel that they were all very capable, but then after a certain point of use, they they weren't meant to do, be anything other than pawns anymore mm. for the greater storyline. Yeah, I don't think it was required for them, so they right. didn't, you know, they're not Oscar-winning performances because it's not an Oscar film. Like yeah. It's, mm. yeah. Tommy Chong. He was good. I thought Benny was good. Oh, Benny. The, the, mm. the middle. Child, yeah. I, he, I liked him a lot. He yeah. wasn't given a great deal to do. Yeah. yeah. But, but every, every scene he was in, I thought he was good. Like, I, I really bought this character of this like bored kid who's doing drugs because he's bored essentially. Yeah. But like he kind of wants to help. Like he's doing the stuff for the alpacas for his dad, but his dad seems ungrateful. Mm. And I, I bought that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Don't, yeah mm. I told you to feed them. I, I am. Oh, yeah. 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 It did kind of bit remind me of the Lost Boys when they move to this to the to Miami, whatever the family, yeah. and they're like. They, but it felt more believable with them. Like they were like, uh, you know, we. Not Wi-Fi, but the, the, the adjustment of how yeah, yeah. weird it is. But you didn't really get it with this film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Not that much, no? I liked uh, the daughter's progression. Because you open with her doing what seems like um, a lighter ritual to help her mum. She's like at, at the waterfront, like it's daytime, so this light thing. Very white witch. Yeah, yeah, white yeah it was very white witch. But, but She's even wearing white, isn't she? Like yeah, like a dress. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I was alluding to earlier. I think there was more of a trajectory there that could have been explored. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah like, she's like, definitely using black magic by the end. Yeah, but I thought there was enough of that. Like, you see you see her, like, slowly breaking to the point where she, she falls back on this thing she's relied on for for help in the past, but she's gone the other way with it to, like, the total extreme to combat this unknowable entity. I just wanted a bit more attention of her, because she's doing quite a... Uh, a, heart, uh, a healing positive spell at the beginning mm-hmm. and the protection spell she does at the end is incredibly graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had to warn my friend because my friend was quite interested in this film. I had to say, just be aware. It's a very rough scene, which I think you might be triggered by. TW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trigger warning text. I always, I will always give a trigger warning. But anyway, it was just yeah, that kind of progression from quite soft white magic to that. I just wanted a little bit more like 
Blood? No, I don't want to use blood. No, that's not right. Yeah, a little more of a dilemma. And then like the knife shaking a little bit. Because they like... never seem to fight the entity. They kind of just mm. gave in a lot of time. There's no resistance, really, I felt. From but I, I, don't th I wonder if that's the point, though, that they can't fight it. Because she's, what she's doing is a protection spell. She's not trying to fight it. She's just trying to, like, calm its effect on her, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. The interesting thing is, like, what is, like... What is your um, definition of a good ad adaptation? Like, in a sense, like, I think it's a good film. Like, I don't think it's a bad film. Mm. And in a sense, like, is the definition of a good ad adaptation, in a sense, like, you don't need to read the original source, you can just watch the film? Mm. Or do you think you would have enjoyed, like, do you think, if you example, haven't read the book, would you have enjoyed the I saw that movie, more? recent adaptation of Emma, yeah. and I prefer Clueless, and Clueless is nothing like this. Did you, Clueless is I not... pitched Clueless as this month. <coughs> But in a sense, that is not fateful at all. But I mean, like that is like complete, yeah. you know. Mm. And but it's more. But I don't. I feel like I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't feel Do you like want I don't to read the read book? I don't feel like I can watching I can, it I'm though. Happy, I'm happy just to watch Clueless. <laughs> is that is that the mean? sign of a successful adaptation? That's what I'm trying. Yeah, entirely stands on its own two feet. You don't need mm. to go yeah. to the source material. That's what I'm trying. But I think also capturing the essence of what is the source material as well. It doesn't need to be the story, but you're capturing yeah. what I think feeling the do, story do, emotes. What do you? Because I mean, this, this doesn't feel. This feels to me like it's. Very, well, that's why it doesn't work for but me. But this, well, it feels so, very successful for some people. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's not because I keep thinking about the source material and I keep thinking. But it could have been. But, <laughs> but then that's because you liked the source material. I like I didn't like the source material. So for me, it was no loss. A little bit reminds me of True Grit because with with this one, it was like, okay, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a movie, so we want to hook people in emotionally. So we're gonna center on a family, and then you're gonna feel it. Whereas like the the short story is more like from afar, and it's like a record. And the Coen Brothers did that with. Um, true grit because yeah. it was like the whole narration it keeps you at a distance whereas like the original put you in so it's all like do you want that distance I don't know I kind of feel like the the movie gave you the movie version where you're actually the family you're not this narrator from the sidelines with these beakers you're <laughs> you're 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 in the problem with the concept of modernizing as well putting the story in the family rather than having it being told to you I think that I think, I think for, for modern audience you have to do no that. and that's I agree I, I agree that it works as that as a tool to adapt it but I just don't feel like it captured the feeling I got and the tension that was built in the story for me personally because the body horror was so showy and so kind of like this gratuitous violence I guess in a sense, that I, I, I was laughing, I wasn't scared anymore, I was like, what the fuck, I sort of, it pulled me out of the story too much. Well, when I think about The Shining, The Shining is one of my favourite films, I must have watched it 15, 20 times, I still haven't read the book, I've never, I've never really felt like I needed mm. to, because as an adult, it's just a perfect thing. It, I'm not going to get anything more by going anywhere else. But then I think it's quite well known that The Shining is very divergent from its original source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes the element and the, and the core, but then mm. just does its own thing. And then Stephen King did the fake He hates the, the, the... Well, he did his own. Yeah, yeah. because he hated the yeah. yeah. good. But what was, it, what was I going to say, like, um, have you seen that film, Black Moss? Yeah. It's, it's The Shining with nuns. 
basically they go to, they go they they, 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 they yeah, basically they, they go to a monastery and they they're gonna convert these heathens to the to the way of God. And the 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 the, the arcane power of the Himalayas and the religion is so overwhelming they can't it's like it's like it's like colonialism is they couldn't colonialise it. It's like it was too powerful. And I kind of felt like maybe that adaptation of the book of the short story would have been more like that, whereas like maybe the body horror you it, it makes everything explicit. It's horror, here's horror out, here's something creepy, whereas like the the, the real horror is like what is suggested and what is like I think there's definite, abstract, abstract. But there's definite reasons why I don't I've been racking my brains, but I don't think there's been a highly successful love court no. No. adaptation. He's very exactly that. It's all off the page and film is not that medium. Yeah. All, so all of the reviews I've read of this movie say so, that. <laughs> I think I think in many ways, I, I, even though it's not a film for me, I do somewhat agree that for the director to just go, yeah, I'm not making that. That's not what I do. Yeah. I'm going to put it all up there. I'm just going to go, you know, guns blazing and, and make yeah, yeah. it. He obviously made choices. Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd rather that. I'd rather someone make choices and you can understand and yeah, see yeah. where their choices have come from, rather than there's been many, so well, many I'd rather than make choices and be true to them and deliver yeah. right, yeah, than right. fall halfway between yeah, yeah. several Because we've seen many, so many applications where they do like a really half-assed job yeah. or make a couple of choices because they feel they need to change something which don't add anything or take away from the other bits of narrative they've kept. Whereas this at least felt like he's taken this off material and taken the bits that he likes from it or needs from it and has tried to make that into a visual medium that works to his aesthetics and his kind of wheelhouse and skill set and that's what he wants to give you. Because like, he could have tried to do a straight adaptation, but that's not the kind of filmmaker or screenwriter I think yeah, Richard yeah, Stanley that's, is. That's not what the whole I thing is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Richard Stanley, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you did a truly straight adaptation of this, it would be two men having a conversation in a Which could be amazing. It's like story time, guys. Have you seen could Inside Number Nine? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like stories of the campfire. You could see Inside Number Nine doing like a 25 minute episode <laughs> of this, then doing this all for incredibly well Um, but I think that's I think you almost you almost want the constraints Richard Stanley had no constraints so went to his went to his kind of favoured grounds I think you you hit the nail to hit like he made a Richard Stanley film like he like he didn't try to because he's doing like nothing. Is Lovecraft now considered literature? Lovecraft, yeah. Like, you know, like, not, sure, not, yeah. like he didn't, he didn't, he like, he didn't make, he made it into his own like pulpy type thing. He didn't try to elevate it. Elevate it. Didn't yeah. feel like a great girl. But it reminded me of uh, the closest, <laughs> the closest book I can think of is A Prayer Before Dawn in comparison to this where they've taken the source material and made a, a radically different adaptation but like you can see that you can see the DNA of it still I think but they've made it work for a visual medium yeah I think, Prayer Before Dawn. I think Beale Street oh. they similarly they did it's got, that, was, that was closer in terms of beats of the story that yeah. I felt 
like that was like in terms of they they upped the kind of visual kind of luster of it for the screen in terms of the beat of the story. Like Clansman. Yeah, yeah, similarly, yeah. But this movie is a lot more a lot more braver because it had less to work on. It's like how do I you know somebody gives you thirty pages? What do I do? See, I'm not sure I agree with less to work on. No, no, I mean like from a movie sense, like how how am I going to make a mainstream audience connect? Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there is a lot in the short story. There, there's a full narrative structure, and kind of all the characters are developed. For me, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are a lot. I could make yeah. an amazing movie that five people would watch. It would also make a really good play. Yeah. You could it just would. have a play around the family and just that slowly yeah. going into madness, and that really could be good really good. good. Yeah. That I, could be really fun. I liked the movie, and you, you I, I, I've, I've spoken about that. But like, there's still lots of things you could have done differently with the film, which would have yeah. been either maybe not better, but more interesting, or an interesting take on the source material. Like loads of stuff. But it's interesting when we start talking about films, we have to talk about commerciality. We have to talk yeah. about where the money's coming from. We have to. I mean, right. It's very yeah. much yeah. like. You have to talk about like for the visual media. Like, yeah. what's the point yeah. of making it? But the Nicholas Cage, but it's not even just Stanley that. package. Yeah, because all of a sudden it's not like because this short story is HP Lovecraft's vision, whereas this is Richard Stanley's vision seen through the prism of Nicholas Cage and like a 2020 audience expectations and like expectations on him from his previous work like it's all of these things have gone into it like like that short story hasn't surprised anyone at the time when you've read H.P. Lovecraft they know exactly what they're fucking getting from another H.P. Lovecraft short story yeah. do you know what I mean because like, I've read one last yeah, month yeah, in a magazine exactly, or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. last yeah, yeah. week in another magazine and a thing yeah 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 yeah. I think for me it didn't exceed my expectations okay. it was exactly what I thought it was going to be given the elements that were in place. So I saw Nicolas Cage give a Nicolas Cage performance. I saw Tommy Chung Chung used as a shortcut to a hippie kind of consciousness. And I saw Richard Stanley do his standard effects. Yeah, I mean, it does it well, I suppose, but it just... It's an, ex- it's an expensive really film. It gives you some much yeah. well, according, according to this, it's saying 12 million. Yeah. Which is expensive for what it is. Yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of the million, that was yeah. Nicholas yeah. Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you're clearly, but you're clearly not making a 12 million dollar, you know, yeah. contained right. psychological thing without for, for me, there was an awe and a wonder and a kind of spectral quality yeah. to the story that wasn't translated into the film. I mean, I, I, I also want to add as well that this is a planned project. There was a lot of like Easter eggs nodded and touched and left. No and he, and, and yeah. he wants to do another two films. And there's a lot of love for Lovecraft, that pun again. <laughs> but like he, he, he adores this writer and he has wanted this this uh, he, he has adored this project and he has wanted this project to carry on for a long time and he wants to do another two films so he wants this to be successful so I think maybe he's made the choice he has to, to make sure this at least makes enough fun that he can catch it's not him it looks like right. I think it's like yeah. <laughs> 
It looks like a kind of like a good meal. Do you honestly think that's um, yeah, they, take it. <laughs> some of the, uh, about, like, the, 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 the meaning and the subtext, you know, like or it didn't do that. No, right, really. no, no. Like, yeah. I wanted to make it pretty. It's funny how I'm doing this. superficial, but yeah, 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 yeah. just a straightforward. Like, yeah, yeah. A straightforward. Like you compare it to piece. like. Um, it's fine, Carol. Like a quiet place. Which is like a family yeah. in in the rural thing and thing that leaves enough room for people to I think I would have wanted that maybe more. No, but that's what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. it leaves the people to have room to yeah. put their but, theories on. Like really with the quiet place, I really enjoyed it until I saw the monster. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, with this, but with this, I'm like, I know the monster's coming, there has to be something, you know, because it's all so loud and so amplified. The quiet place that had that subtlety throughout, so it, like it did build. It's, it's no one famous, we've, we've established. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wanted the way that he portrayed the chromatic and like creature to be really interesting and it didn't become interesting because it wasn't very depth it wasn't a lot of dimension to it. How the one it thing I did like great. was actually where it almost crossed the, the fourth wall in that right at the end the effect starts to be this almost video compression yes. Yes. blurring as they disintegrate into the contact yes. which I, I found that was immensely effective yeah. because you really got a sense of okay the, the, the pollution or the monster or whatever it is yeah. is pulling down all kinds of boundaries of normality including now the distinction between them and the landscape I thought that was great I, and I will say for the budget had that last effect of the colour escaping into space was fantastic yeah burn, burn through the white that, that, was that, great that, that spiralling column disappearing into the ether no, no, for the budget, for the budget, the art. I thought that was very impressive. I I loved the shot when it like it was all the white sort of volcanic ash. Yeah, that was But I great. kind of wanted so in the book it felt like they were turning into ash though, which I missed happening. Yeah. They were turning into these like sludge monster creatures. But I think it could have been interesting for them to slowly kind of like dry out and wither away like they're Well Nick they're Nick, Nick, Nick Cage was. You had a touch of that with his eyes. But it wasn't completely he was like he looked scared. I've seen dry heels, mate. That is, that is someone, that's someone drying out. But like the, the fact that, that it, this daughter and then the mother and the son turned into a spider and. I kind of read it as radiation poisoning. Yeah. I was reading the yeah. book, it felt the way they were decaying was like radiation poisoning. Well, that's why I find the end so freaky. It's like, it's now it's in the water supply. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, now it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Like, like when you're drinking the whiskey or whatever, bourbon. I mean, you see the, the colour in the, the ice water more because yeah. they said in the story they continued to drink yeah. the water and it would have been yeah. really yeah, interesting yeah, to see them continually. Yeah. yeah. There was like this line I, I copied from the actual sort of story, which I thought was really weird, but he goes, uh, no one ever knows what was um, aboard that night and though um, the blasphemy from beyond had not um, but no the blasphemy from beyond had not so far hurt any human with an unweakened mind that the stronger the mind the more resistant yeah. you yeah, are yeah yeah and I kind of thinking what is I know but like unweakened mind does that mean like soft liberals <laughs> 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 
Yeah. In the context yeah. of the movie, though, it's like Nick Cage has got like a drinking problem. Mm. The, the the wife's got cancer. The, the girl's like this lost Wiccan. The the yeah. boys like a stoner. The, the young boys like clearly like open to like imagination and these things. I mean, the, the the family, even from the beginning, before they really go haywire, is softly mad. Yeah. Mm. yeah. None of them wants to be there. Nicholas Cage feels like a failure, probably emasculated because mm. his wife is making more money. He brought them back to this family home that he doesn't really want to be in it. So there's a lot of things at play already where these people are right. Yeah. They are I like right your read. You're implying that the dog, who was sound of mind, yeah. did escape. And that's why we didn't see him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ward is such a vanilla blank slate. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's the thing that I thought was so like interesting about it. In a sense, like he didn't use the subtext to make a political or social point. Like, like for example, with the Quiet Place, a lot of people read this. Well, because the sequel's coming. Out and a lot of people, and somebody confronted the filmmaker, John Brzezinski. Yeah, yeah. So now basically, you've got a um, white, um, rustic couple with guns, and they're quiet. And whenever they make a noise, these monsters come. So it's almost like these um, um, conservatives can't say anything. They've got to be like quiet. Um, um, it's called the uh, silent Tories. You know the whole, you know the whole thing. Like we can't say anything. Or that's a people. very yeah, easy yeah. read. Yeah, yeah, but it was a popular. It was on a New Yorker. It was in a New Yorker, and they confronted John wherever he was in, 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 in the city. I think he didn't write it. He wrote it with his mate. He wrote it with his mate. Not, not the original one, I don't think. No, it's good about quite place one and two. I mean, I thought the first one was written by someone else. No, he wrote it. Or he wrote it. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting idea, but like he didn't. Like look at it and go, um, Lovecraft and go. Ooh, I'm gonna talk, go in, lean into like yeah. these I mean, foreigners coming in or the populism yeah. Yeah. or anything like that. He said, I'm just gonna make a, a um, genre movie. Yeah. Which even Edgar Wright does <laughs> social stuff. Yeah. And it would have been very easy to layer in social yeah. commentary yeah. into this. It would not have been hard. And and as you said, if Ward's like a discreet like character with like well, I mean, you, you, there is there is a reading of it where he returns to his family estate, but they've been so polluted by their time in the liberal city yeah. that that their minds are therefore weakened. So that when the foreigner comes, the yeah. foreigner starts dissolving all of the things that they take for granted. Because it only starts when the ward comes into the house, the family. So when the surveyor comes I'm, in, I'm surprised there wasn't more hostility against him. But you know, it's set yeah. nowadays, so he's so milk. But that's the thing I feel so weird that there's going to be a series of it because aren't all Lovecraft always the same? Yeah. Broadly, yeah. like yeah. the same, like the everyone dies. I still think my number three climate. people are like, oh no, not that sir. <laughs> <laughs> Any other sir? I mean, certain characters survive. I mean, the same they go, yeah. Yeah. they see something old and it freaks them out, and they're like, oh. oh. You know, yeah. Don't go in the attic or the basement, and you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> don't read anything, don't eat anything, yeah, don't mirror, don't go to the attic, don't go in the basement. Certainly don't read anything out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he, he did die broken, miserable, so. Good. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, but so much of what we take for granted in terms of fantasy genre. I do like original. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, he invented cosmic horror and yeah. most of our probably favorite fantasy authors yeah. and they're based their work from him. But then you go, then you go, isn't the Book of Revelations cosmic horror? You read all that crazy shit. Oh, yeah. like, some, someone was on something. I'd watch the Richard <laughs> Stanley version of that. <laughs> Richard Stanley's Revelations of St. John. Yeah. <laughs> that would be and a good And idea. I think there is something crucial about Lovecraft that does resonate because there are so yes. many RPGs, board games, art films. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think that has caused this kind of growing drive for this kind There's of There's a thing. TV series coming out called Lovecraft County, which is based off a book. And that's all about the terrible things. Is that like the Stephen King? And there was, and there was it's, a, it's J.J. Abrams yeah. and um, Jordan Peele. Yeah. And it's all leading into the race. That's a really yeah. interesting... And that sounds really Peele's interesting, really and it's based yeah. off yeah. of the... Lovecraft world. And there was a video game recently as well, yeah. in, set in the Lovecraft universe. I mean, no one's ever, has anyone ever done Cthulhu? Really? No. Um, I mean, in terms of what? Um, as a, like, personally? A, no. no. <laughs> You've done it. I mean, Cartman tried. But I mean, I feel like... No, they tried. Like, there, was, there was like a portmanteau movie a while ago. There was like a four-story movie yeah. they were trying Del, to do. Del Toro it? wanted to do the yeah. Mountains of Madness. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Prometheus was a bit like that. I was watching Prometheus, I was like, that's a but that's, what, the, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So many of these yeah. elements have found. I mean, the lighthouse. Way. That was sort of a Cthulhu yeah. character yeah. above yeah. the. So the lighthouse. Yeah. What is this lighthouse? I feel like we have. <laughs> the same director. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Lighthouse. Now it's cinema. I also feel like Cabin in the Woods was quite Lovecraftian as well. I mean, all this stuff is based off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but giant tentacle monster at the end that wakes up and destroys the world. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Woods is doing essentially Wikipedia horror tropes and <laughs> references and it's stories. Shady. That's the point though, isn't it? No, no, that's what I mean. I'm very much here for Captain Woods. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. That's what I see recently, there's like ancient ones in it. I wish I lived in the parallel universe where Guillermo del Toro's Mountains of Madness actually happened. Well, he's, he says it's still going to happen. He's still, he's still talking about it. Did anyone come across what his other, his two other Lovecrafts he wants to do are? Uh, there was a mention of it, so I don't think it's in my notes. Well, after this film, yeah. they're going to do the Dunwich Horror. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which is another, I haven't read it in a very long time, but the film could be very good. It could be good. Well, Charles Dexter Ward was the... That was written right before this. That could be an interesting one. Somebody <laughs> said there's a TV show. This is different from what I was saying. Somebody said there was a TV show that's very Lovecraftian. There's ships stuck in the in the ice in the Antarctic. It's called the Terror. Oh, Ooh. I've heard about that. Yeah. Which apparently is very because okay. think about the mountains yeah. of madness. It's also yeah. within the in the Arctic and just um, just want Cthulhu. But it can't be too expensive. I think Cthulhu would be well up for that, actually. Yeah, if you yeah, ask nicely. Yeah, I yeah. will 
will come. I will buy Cthulhu a drink. Yeah. But I feel like with like the cost of superhero films and where special effects are, someone can do a Cthulhu movie. Yeah. It just Cthulhu's still such a minority appeal. But it's such a cult. No, like... I think people know what it is. Like, yeah, but like, like... <laughs> shaking no, her head at me. I, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people recognise the word Cthulhu or Cthulhu more than they recognise the word Lovecraft. I suspect a lot of people recognise it but haven't actually engaged with the material, yeah. so they're not yeah. fully. But you know, it, it, again, but again, it's that weird, nasty, dark stuff that you yeah. can't quite see with tentacles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the problem now is like it's a plushie as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's been like declawed somewhat. Uh, yeah. I do have to pop final. There we uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Unless um, you remix it. Yeah. Well, I'm out. So for this film, was it 12 million budget? Well, I mean, that's one I mean, source. Yeah. Yeah. Another, Another was, source has it less. It was very slick for yeah. 12 million yeah. dollars. That is in a lot of money for what I mean, these actors probably cost. Yeah. The movie. And yeah. I don't know, did they make go? it back? Let me find out. No, I don't Domestic gross was 750. But that doesn't mean that the filmmakers didn't make it back because it won't be linked to the box office. Yeah. Right, right, right. And just like whatever streaming deal they get if they, it goes on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. It, I'm surprised it, 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 it will end up on Netflix and that'll people pay will for. flick through and you'll come across it and it'll be a, oh, this looks all right, honey. Yeah, um, like Nicolas Cage. I mean, because Mandy like, was a surprise success, I think, for it and the same production company. So. Um, but like one time, be Mandy did shit. Did he? <laughs> did he? Yeah, yeah it didn't really make much. Oh, but Mandy sold. Mandy sold like hot. Prince Charles. Yeah. Mandy was sold a hot film, that market. Yeah. They made money. The Bakundi Beam budget was six million. Uh, gross was one. Yeah, but they made they made, they made serious money. It must yeah. be like internationally because right? because you you sell the movie to the distributors, yeah. distributors pay for it, then the distributors. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, so yeah the, that's the true. The two are entirely divorced. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I'm just I know because we almost worked on it. <laughs> we turned it down and we've regretted it. it. We've regretted yeah. it ever since. So the, the question is, the essential question is. Will you go see the other two films if they are actually made? Yeah, I would see them on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I would exchange like, money. I want to go to the theatre. I'm glad I watched this at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I saw it in a cinema. I, I, I kind of do as well. I think this is like it's a visual feast. It I might thought. have been. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think the, sound, the sound mix would have literally driven me insane mm. in a cinema. That's the point. You're supposed yeah. to go yeah. crazy. No, no, I know. Uncut gems. Oh, it was very uncut gems. The soundtrack as well. Like an 80s synth. Yeah, so there's an Amazing um, Lovecraft it. version oh, of, of um, Scrabble, and basically you lose sanity points as the game goes on. <laughs> After a certain point, you've lost so much sanity, you can just make up words yeah. because you have no more sanity. You can just garble yeah, words. I think I think that would have been me by the end of this movie. In the <laughs> Gibbering. Around. I'd be interested to see if the sort of stylistically if he kind of threads that through for the next two if he can get mm. the money to do mm. the next I've, two films this is the only Lovecraft I've ever read okay really yeah. mm. um, so I'd be really interested to see Stanley's movies first and then read do you want to read more have you Lovecraft? seen his other movies which is Stanley's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I would recommend more Lovecraft in your life I'm, I'm surprised. I generally I'm recommend surprised. more love yeah. 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 I'm surprised uh, David Lynch hasn't played one. You'd be great. I think you like David Lynch, oh. Peter Greenaway. Like in competition, though. Yeah. I feel like Cronenberg, Lovecraft. You make his own love. Cronenberg or Lynch could do an amazing Lovecraft. Would he be able to do something? Do you think he would get the money, though, to do a Lovecraft? He doesn't care. But I don't think he makes up his own. He's always essentially making 
don't think he wants to stab someone yeah, with his yeah, yeah. heart. He'd rather write his own. Because yeah. yeah. some people don't do adaptations, though, if they're not interested. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, Although a friend of mine has a long-standing thing. He says Transformers really missed a trick. Transform- it should have been David Cronenberg's Transformers. Oh. <laughs> that would have been a movie worth watching. And I'm like, yes, actually, yeah. That looks amazing. That'd have been mad. He should have done X-Men. We're, we're I, off track. I know, you kind of is basically gone into this little nerd black We're amusing hole. ourselves. We, we, yeah. have, we have Mr. Massive Lovecraft property that has been adapted and is very successful, the Reanimator. Oh, the same Dark Cloud, wasn't it? No, it's not, but the reanimator is a Lovecraft story. Yeah, he did Lovecraft story, From Beyond. What is it? I don't know this. The reanimator is a scientist who brings back... When did this... Is it a movie? It's an 80s cult. Yeah, it was an 80s straight to horror. Yeah, I'm sure a big success. Straight, straight to video in the 80s was kind of what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. The first one's genius. Video now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one is genius. I don't know why I did it earlier. Well, yeah, you did that and then we spoke louder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, in looking at reviews of this film, it has been very successful yeah. in people's reception of it, even though it's not for me because I don't like that type of horror. It's, more, it's had good reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was like, very, I think this side of the table, we're more interested in the psychological aspect where there is a lot of the story. A lot of the story. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe. A lot of the stories that are behind it is also the comeback of the director. Yes, it's been like 20 some years since he's done a feature film. So, you know. Yes. What's interesting about Stuart Gordon is that he came from a theater background. So he could bring bring that kind of gonzo energy, something like Reanimator. And he wrote Honey, I Strength the Kids. So there's already been a Dunwich horror movie. Oh, that's that? Yeah, I thought there was. In the 60s? Yeah. I would watch the sequel, but I, I don't know. But I mean, I think, thinking of like when we read Sisters and Brothers, you went and read all of his work because you were so yeah. inspired mm. by it. But you clearly are not by this. Oh, I mean, I, oh, I finished this about 10 minutes before I came to Book Club. Okay, so, uh, it only took you 10 minutes to read, though. Didn't have much time to read anything else, Lovecraft. But, but would you look up to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, enjoy, I did enjoy the book. Um, because I think he is, like, once you started reading some, reading some of his work, you see the reference, He's how much of a reference point for so much other... I worry, I worry how much of his stuff I know already just fire osmosis of yeah. culture. It will feel very familiar. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Little Women, I mean, you know the story, but you've never yeah. read it, so... And he's one of the best descriptive authors yeah. in terms of just... Yeah, I know you but I guess yeah, you like, never. I don't know, in 1935, I kind of feel like I'd like I'd love to see like a modern another director do Lovecraft really well yeah. him. Maybe, maybe if it was like an anthology series where he directed this and then somebody else did it. Mm. That'd be interesting. Like his short stories. Yeah. There's, there's, 
Yeah, a gaping hole for a very good hit. We need Lovecraft what's going on with Stephen King universe. to happen yeah, yeah. with Lovecraft. Stephen King is having every story that he's ever written made within a year. Whereas I think Lovecraft needs to have that, where lots of different people kind That's of take a crack at it. It's available. It's in public domain. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, Anyone can do it. Let's make our own peeps. Yeah. Do you wonder if it's the association? What? People are trying to avoid well, the fact that yeah. Lovecraft's got this reputation. I, I suspect there's some, yeah. His past. What, about yeah. being, what, being a, a, bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of racist? A, a bit of racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why they don't, I, I kind of think that's why maybe he was scared to lean into that subject. He said, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna put the main the, the main character running through this series as a black guy. But I, I think, I I think Lovecraft, be, Lovecraft is one of the examples that will come up in an, any argument that you have about that. Because the work is so easily divorceable from the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are very few bits of his stories where you can say that feels like a bit of the racism. Yeah, and a bit of the dodginess through. of it. It's all like because he's so canonized, like he's got the, the love. Craft Award, and like a lot of black science fiction authors feel a bit weird having his, a bust of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that awful thing as well of, tr- of trying to take like the time into context as well, where it's like he's not like an outlier in the 1920s of being like an anti-Semitic yeah. racist, like. Like, and like, that doesn't excuse it because yeah, yeah. it's like a more commonly held thing but like it's really hard to divorce yourself with that context no, but, but, but it's, it's not like when I think about that he's a bit like Graham Linhan in the sense like he wasn't just a racist like I can handle if he was like going to a restaurant and I you know I don't want to be served by these people he wrote poetry and he, ma- he, yeah. he, he made it his mission and it's like dude just chill out he really like, leaned into yeah. it yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's modern, modern figures where their tweets are then uncovered from yeah. 10 years ago yeah. where they're saying some really objectionable really? things yeah. no, but Graham, like we wouldn't be talking about him we wouldn't mm. like if he was Michael Jackson we wouldn't listen to his music yeah. if he was yeah. R. Kelly we wouldn't yeah. want yeah. a discussion right, right, Chris right. Brown but the thing is no, yeah, like, but, but Michael Jackson didn't have like an album where he just talks about how much no, he wants no, to fuck kids. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Whereas, like, <laughs> Lovecraft like, 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 wrote, like, there's <laughs> quite a lot of subtext in that. <laughs> 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 what do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's I know not what you're saying. It's not directly lines. comparable, but no. if this was comparable. Where, where's Woody Allen? <laughs> it would be very different. I'm going through the filmography of Woody Allen now. No, no, no. There's a scene, there's this really weird scene in Stardust Memories, right, where He's, he comes like he comes home from a date with Charlotte Rampling, and they've just met, visited his, his parents, and they're having a, a tip, a, like a, a lovers' argument, and she's talking about like you've been sitting there flirting with my cousin. It goes, and he goes, no, I wasn't. She's she's fourteen. Leave her alone. Mm. And I'm not going. <laughs> what? And it's in the it's in the thing, and it's like no. I'm just contact. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. Which, which but it's not hard him with him. Party. I mean, no, like, no, 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 but it's in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, is but yeah, the last film where he's where he cast himself as the romantic lead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it's the red rose, the purple rose of Cairo. Yeah, yeah, it's really sinister. Yeah, yeah. with love, with love, Lovecraft, he makes it subtextual rather than te- like textual. I think it's, I think it's really subtextual. I think it's not in there to the degree that you could if you didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. that what was his thought process? Because obviously he wasn't trying to hide that he believed these things. Well, why would he? It's perfectly normal for the time. So why, was well, why wasn't it he was a part turbo. of his, his like stories? Mm-hmm. What was the decision for him? Yeah, why wasn't it a part of his stories, though? 
I, I, think, I think possibly it was part of his belief system because that was the culture in which he lived but it wasn't the work he was interested in doing. Yeah, I, yeah. Think yeah. Was, and also, I don't person, know enough about I don't think he was interested in the stories he was telling. Yeah. Yeah. And as a person, he was like a Robert Crumb weirdo. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like this main... But, but I think a lot, of his, a lot of his beliefs weren't... I think we have a lot of beliefs that we wouldn't necessarily feel the need to put into our work yeah. because they're just part of... What, what, what I am, mate? What are you hiding? How long have you got? I'm against yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously not writing for money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think, I think, and that's that's maybe one of the reasons why we treat him differently. If it came to light that he wrote a version of Mein Kampf, yeah. you know, you might think then twice about okay, well, it, yeah, it upsets me to know that he probably would be a Trump voter. Mm. But a weird thing, yeah. but, but I can divorce it from his works and that because he divorces it from his works but a lot of people say you yeah. can divorce it from the work because it's, it is sci-fi and it's some textual well, it's, it's, sort of like, it's similar to Tolkien you know? a lot of people read a lot of racist subtext yeah. in Tolkien but it's there if you read it and it's there if you want to pick but it up but the interesting thing about the Interesting thing about Lovecraft, he pushes it even further where it's almost misanthropy, where he's like, I think, like, humans are nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We think yeah. we're great in this no, universe, no, Lovecraft, well, Lovecraft we're just worms, like, we're yeah. just worms in the yeah. whole cosmic scheme of yeah. everything. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, this is weird. Which is, which is, which is actually incredibly heretical, because, yeah. you know, for the time, yeah. Where you have a lot of church teaching saying that all man made in God's image, perfect animal, in control of the world. And it's in the book, it's in the short story where he talks about like um, the witch the witch trials and nothing like this happened since the witch trials. And I think like like so, it's almost like this story is like this is the new heresy. But he's he's great in that way that he drops those little details in that start building a sense of texture and world like you know just those little reminders of these mm -hmm. things that can then lurk in the back of your mind as you move forward and he's, he's also quite counter to the kind of american kind of exceptionalism that we're not masters of our world we're not oh, masters of this of this universe we're not like even the most competent species mm -hmm. like we are Ignorant force in the cosmic kind of nothingness. Yeah. And I think that's so brave of like pushing out and be like, I'm not even going to write what's so scary about this. I'm yeah. just going to hint at it, and it's just like this yeah. thing that we can't. Yeah. The, the closest thing I've got to, like, I've read to it is like Philip K. Dick, where he talks about yeah, the yeah. mad, the, the, the mm. how, the thing. Like the, I read the original short story that inspired, was it? Um, uh, was it Accident Bureau? Thingy Bureau? Oh, um, um, minority. The minority. Well, not report. No, the, the one with um, um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh, the Bureau. The Adjustment. The Adjustment yeah. Bureau. Yeah. Where like this guy, Such he's staying cool home. Idea. He's staying. He's, 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 he's staying home. He misses his the regular bus that he always takes to work, and he walks out, and it's almost like like when you halt behind the scenes when you realise that this that the street is actually a set. Right. But it's like, but instead of like the street being a set, it's like the cosmic set, and you're like, this is fucking crazy. Like, like behind it is like, it's not a real world. The whole yeah. world's a sham, and it's no, almost it's interesting. Sort of like, it's almost HP Lovecraft to Philip K. Dick. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's paranoia though. It's always like ruddy. No, no, I can, I can see, I can see a lot of Valis yeah. like quite chiming with Lovecraft in that way. 
like the, the, what you think is truth and structure, actually it's just set dressing. Do you, yeah, yeah. Do you have any other notes that you wanted to reference? I think that was it. I think yeah. I was actually saying that, that that's what the, 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 the colour from outside does. Yeah. It sort of like destabilises everything. So you like to the point where... I don't well, know well it's exactly I'm that and that it can't be described because it's outside your experience yeah. because there is so much that is outside your experience yeah. and you don't realise that. You think all colours yeah. are describable. Mm. But actually, this is outside the spectrum of what you know. And you can yeah. see it, yeah. you don't know what it is. And that's why it can bend the laws of reality yeah. to its own doing. And I thought it was very ambitious of him to try to find a new way to portray an alien. Yeah. So that, that was yeah, the whole yeah. thing. But, slight, but, an odd, but an odd colour. Going yeah. back to your notes about colour. Yeah. Purple is often mystical, magical. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like a yellow, for example, is more disease and unstable. And, and I mean, you kind of think of almost like a miasma or kind of an infection or like a decay. Yeah. You think of like a green. But I think it, I think it's about that kind of a law. I think is the yeah, yeah. the form is meant to be drawing them in despite themselves. I kept thinking of uncut gems again when he when he's looking into the gem and seeing yeah, 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 the, the yeah, colors. Yeah, no of the, you haven't seen it. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, mate. Some of us are unemployed, Nora. You're gonna have to go to work. You're gonna love it, mate. Seriously, I can't wait for Rip, um, Sean's interpretation. Tom's seen it. I made the mistake of watching it with John, poor John, on Valentine's Day. You I had no I, idea. I had a friend who took his uh, his wife to see Irreversible on Valentine's Day. Oh, no way. I mean, honestly, no. he, was telling, he was telling me the story and I was like, oh. why? He was like, she's a cinephile, I thought she'd enjoy it. I was like, that's year. maybe where that, when that particular scene, oh somebody got God. up and left, like in the middle oh, of, for sure. just leaving in the middle of the cinema, I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and I walked out and I'm like, <laughs> you have to know. I paid, that I you paid almost 20 pounds to watch this. You work in film, Tom. You arrange next year for us to put on like a bill on Valentine's Day. The worst Valentine's Day movies. I've got to do with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to call it. Valentine's. We should have, well, I should have shown him, won't you be my neighbor? Or um, something. Yes. Day, oh. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, I feel yeah. like we're going off topic. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. more points, yeah. do you think, or shall we? Rose and Thorns. So, favorite bit, least favorite bit. Yes. Of either book slash film, we go around Rose and every. Rose and Thorn is what yeah. she calls it. Yeah. So, yeah. favourite bit of the book, favourite bit of the rose, and then or, the thorn. Or, or either or, like, yes. favourite bit overall, least favourite yes. bit overall book and film. Who would like to begin? I can start. Uh, my favourite bit of the film, I think, was uh, before you see the monster of the, the um, wife and son kind of mesh together, you see him, Nicholas Cage, kind of hunching over her on the sofa, and you see her hand sort of like just dangling out. Yeah. Like very sort of like weathered looking. And you see him kind of leaning over her trying to help her. And I think that that's what I wanted the film to be more of, and I love that moment kind of you, you don't know what's actually happened to her and the son and I, I thought that was a good shot um, and then my favorite bit of the book I love the sort of slow disintegration of the family just kind of how he was describing it was really well done yeah I love, oh. I love the dog the dog was great <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like the last half an hour just too, just too much, too in my face. Yeah. Not subtle enough for me. I would probably say the scene in the kitchen with her cutting 
herself mm -hmm. and, and yeah. then her son witnessing it. Yeah, it's really well edited as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a really good scene. And I would also have to agree with the last part of the film. Yeah, it just it was too explicit. Unraveled. It just, um, just lost me. It went too quickly there. Yeah. And I would say in the in the book, the description of the landscape yeah. was really evocative. In the film, I liked the kid talking to the whale. Thing. Yeah, I thought that was really creepy. And from the book, when he. When he kills the monster in the attic, but they don't describe it, and, he, yeah. and, and the way Lovecraft talks about it is almost like, this is so horrible, you can understand why he killed it. Like, yeah. like it's an abomination. Mm -hmm. But he does it in like a really funny, I thought it was funny, like, offhand way. We just no need to talk about it. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's what it felt like. It just felt like that, rather than like... Yeah. Uh, Favorite bit in the book was the way he described the blasted heath yeah. and the yeah. way he just mm -hmm. will not go back there. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me a lot. There's a spot in Car Shorten Park where I'm from. Where we have <laughs> but you just won't go now. <laughs> I just will never go there. Terrible memories. But we have an annual bonfire there every single year, and this patch of about uh, half an acre nothing will ever never. No, it will never grow. It is constantly just covered in just dead soil. Because of what, all what? the children you've burnt there? Yes. Because what of all the doing human sacrifices in Sully. In, in the yeah. short story, what was the strange days? The what? You know that like, he talks about the strange days or something like that in the, in the short story? Oh, that, that, that is... Oh, I thought that was but just that's what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes this mythical time that people yeah, think Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. The people that don't want to talk about. Yeah. Least favorite bit in the film. Uh, trying to think. I don't know. I, I think it's probably. I put it down to just Nicholas Cage just going way too far, and just and just the bits where just it's him in the room on the sofa, just doing a bad Trump impression, and just losing his shit, and just. It became the Nicolas Cage film for 10 minutes. I like I Nicolas Cage a lot, but it felt like I was yeah. leaning on that. Yeah, there were two Nicolas Cage scenes. There was that one in the living room and there was one in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but whereas in the, in the Shining, Jack Nicholson also became cartoonish, he was also a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he never felt and like a he, threat. He, yeah, and yeah, there was an edge yeah, yeah. to it that... That, that, um, Wendy, yeah. sweetheart, destiny, <laughs> yeah. love of my life. Exactly what I was about to reference. That line in The Shining, where he goes, Wendy, sweetheart, love of my life, when he's yeah. just manic. Yeah. I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> I'm just gonna bash your brain. <laughs> Do you know, apparently that took over 200 takes. Mm. Uh, done the obsessive. Mm. Well, and yeah. he was on a personal mission to destroy Shelley Duvall. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's it's. He used that actress. Yeah. 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 Not very Me Too friendly. Right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was just none of that. I just wanted a bit more fret. Yeah, danger. Yeah, danger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry! I did like the film. I'm balanced. Um, for the book, I, I'm a real sucker for the, the conceit of the narrative, the someone retelling you a story. I, I, I like that because especially for like a short story, I think that really works. Is it's it like a, a validation thing? Actually, now you say it like that. Spring is it, well, like one person says to another person, therefore I might. It's probably true because it's it's someone telling somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. Um, 
in the movie, I really liked it's an early on scene um, when they're sitting down to have dinner before anything really goes wrong. Um, and Nick Cage goes down to the wine cellar and you can overhear them talking and, and the mum's like, how is it? And they're like, not great. And she's like, I'll cook next time. This like little family drama moment. Um, I didn't catch that. I thought it was really, like, really sweet. Yeah. I actually did enjoy the opening because I think when mm. when we said we would do Lovecraft and everyone looked at me and laughed and I was like, why aren't we doing Emma? Um, like I just felt like this pages. wasn't going to be my mum. And I started it and I was actually really pleasantly surprised and I was like, I can engage with this, I'm enjoying it. But for me, there was just too much reliance on the reader and I know that sounds lazy but my my pit was not being told what I'm seeing and I know that for some people that's really effective and they like to be able to build their own scenes but I like someone to build the world for me and that was not done um in the film I don't know I actually really like enjoyed the daughter's conceit I could have done with way more of that mm. and for me one of the most shocking scenes was the one I know you said trigger warning but like for me that was one of the most impactful scenes because it's just so unflinching I yeah. think yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that's my peak or like mm. my rose or whatever when, you call when, it. when she comes downstairs after it all when yeah. it's like walks through yeah. yeah. and yeah. gets no reaction kind of because everyone else has already gone too far I think the dad just says what have you done sweetie yeah yeah. That's it. They get over it very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything else is already too horrific. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it definitely wasn't perfect. Like there were some bits I didn't enjoy, but and I think it does get ridiculous towards the end. But I think by that point, I was just like, do you know what? We've gone this far. You're on the road. It it's okay. It's a, yeah. It's fine. Oh, and the hippie radio tape thing. Yeah, we can't that forget about Chong. Really, no, I really did love <laughs> that, was, that bit. Yeah. That was really that was cool. And the way they distorted Because the he was tape. actually, he was the only one who was actually dried out because he was like the sort of husky. That's what it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think that was a very good discussion, guys. Um, and then also sort of the new bit we've added is that we read through all the films that are coming out this month that are adaptations that Ooh. potentially we could be seeing, but I think I've already picked out the one, so oh. sorry. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, Escape from Pretoria, which is like a prison escape film starring Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. Oh, Radioactive, which is based off a graphic novel. Uh, it's about Marie Curie. Marie Curie. It's directed by oh. Marjan Satrapi as well. Uh, the Truth, uh, which I don't really know what that's about. And then The Painted Bird, which is a World War II escape. It's meant to be a very rough story. Yeah. Very, very yeah. American. Yeah. Yeah.